kindness is key. When my daughter Catherine was about six or seven, I was greeted in the school playground one afternoon by a mum I didn't recognise who asked if I was Catherine's mother. I said that I was, but internally I found myself quietly concerned about what Catherine might have done to provoke this unknown parent to approach me. It seemed to me unlikely that Catherine had done anything too terrible, but nonetheless I was preparing to reprimand or defend her as necessary. As it turned out, the woman then told me that her daughter Sarah, who had some physical disabilities, had just started school that week, and they wanted me to know how kind Catherine had been to her. Due to difficult circumstances, Catherine struggled at school initially, and I had been trying to identify some new specific potential, something that sparked significant enthusiasm in her, so that I could encourage her in that particular area. Here was this stranger, telling me something that I already knew, but wasn't valuing nearly enough. Catherine excelled in kindness. She still does. What a brilliant quality. A little kindness can make a very big difference. It brings out the best in people. Kindness plays an important role in establishing and developing good, healthy relationships, and such relationships are at the heart of a contented household. Whatever else you do today, remember to be kind. I've recently come across two quotes from the Dalai Lama on this subject. If you want others to be happy, practice compassion. If you want to be happy, practice compassion. And be kind whenever possible. It is always possible. Some suggestions arising from those thoughts. 1. Take every opportunity to be kind to others in your household at this potentially stressful time. If you live alone, then take those opportunities for kindness towards the people with whom you have the most contact at present. 2. Make space in your day to be kind to yourself. Maybe sit in the garden with a book the next time the sun shines, or take time to cook one of your favourite meals. 3. Think about any kindnesses that have come your way recently. If you are keeping a thankfulness list, you may want to add these kind acts or words to your list. Perhaps you have yet to thank somebody for one of these kindnesses. Why not give them a call or send them a message? I'm going to read one of my poems now. It's called Greetings. And it's about my relationship with my dad in his latter years after my mum had died and about his kindness to me. Greetings. He seldom said, I love you, but he tried most every day and it sounded like this. You'll do the push. You're not so dusty. I'll do it. That's okay, chick. I'll make you one. Get you one or several. I'll babysit. Course I don't mind. What are dads for? 
But once or twice a year, greetings cards would appear. Soppy, sentimental ones with gushing verses oozing out their flowery sides. They made me cringe a little, and laugh a little, and cry a little, cause I knew that what he'd sent was particularly chosen for me, and was meant. Then that sad thing he had to do. No more mum and dad. No longer two. Was it magic wand or pen he used? For he produced those precious words, and boldly, on the bottom, he would add, Love you. God bless always. Dad. What's God got to do with it? When Jesus summarised the law, he said that it was all about love. Matthew 22, verses 37 to 40 reads, Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbour as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. It's all about love, and love is meaningless outside of the context of relationship. 1 Corinthians 13, one of the most familiar passages in the Bible, tells us that love incorporates kindness as well as many other related qualities. Verses 4 through to the beginning of verse 8 read as follows. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonour others, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. At Malcolm's 60th birthday celebrations, I read this scripture, but instead of starting it with love is, I started it with Malcolm is. My husband is far from perfect, please don't tell him I said so, but I meant it sincerely at the time and I still do. It's a worthwhile exercise to read that passage for yourself with your name at the beginning of it. As you do so, you will be describing the person God created you to be, because you were created to love and to be loved. If there are any particular places where you struggle to accept the description of yourself, ask the Holy Spirit to help you to strengthen that area of your character. Relationships can be a challenge at the best of times, and at the moment, while many of us are spending a lot more time with members of our household than we would normally choose, relationships can be particularly strained. As I've already said, kindness is a key to improving those relationships. And another important key is making the choice to see the other as God created them to be. The best teaching that I've heard on this subject is from Isabel Allen. You can find her talk on YouTube under the title Tree of Life.
and it's Isabel Allum, which is A-L-L-U-M. Listen if you have the time. It might even be life-changing for you. I'm going to finish with a prayer. Lord, for those of us on our own at this present time, we pray that you would provide opportunities for acts of kindness. Please prompt us to contact someone today who is in need of a word of encouragement. And for those of us at home with others, Lord, I pray that you would be at the centre of each relationship and that during this time of social isolation, we would grow in love for you and for one another. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.